630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. In a year like no other. A season of ups and downs ends with a down. You know, we had a few opportunities and um, we just didn't get it done and it's crushing. I knew I'd, I'd be a head coach again. and In my opinion, it's one of the one of the best organizations in the CFL. Yeah, 2021 season in which we believe will be the biggest comeback season in the history of Canadian football. When the gridiron lays empty and a lost season creates chaos, where do you even begin? This is the Double E Coaches Show with Morley Scott and Coach Scott Milanovic. Brought to you by Jiffy Lou. Be wise, winterize. At Jiffy Lou on the voice of Double E Football, 630 Chad. Well, we are calling an audible here. Uh, having issues with Morley's uh, uh, setup at home, but my setup is working. So uh, we might get Morley on the uh, show and we'll... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pass it off to the starting quarterback of the Double E Coaches Show uh, with Morley Scott. But Dave Campbell's with you right now, and uh, we do have Scott Milanovic on the line. We'll have him on. Uh, we'll bring him in here in just a few moments. Uh, but uh, this is a big week. This was supposed to be uh, Grey Cup week in Regina. The game was supposed to be this Sunday. The festival would get going on Wednesday. But it is uh, Grey Cup Unite week. A lot of virtual events happening, about 40 events, uh, maybe a bit more, uh, for fans to take part virtually as well and uh today got kicked off with randy ambrosi state of the uh uh, fan state of the league uh address and he did talk a little bit about the 2021 season and and the optimism that he has for it but uh we've been doing something fun of course last week uh and about something that's going to happen on november 22nd and we're about to give that prize away right now no football no great cup. What a crummy year. Grey Cup Sunday lives on. All week long, we've given you the code word to enter at 630chad.com. If you did, this could be your lucky day. We're about to give away the ultimate virtual Grey Cup house party. Here's Reed, Dave, and Morley. Well, right now, it's Dave. So let's get to it right now. Congratulations to Richard Chance. Richard Chance. Congratulations. Access to the EE football team, Grey Cup streaming party. You get also get $500 worth of EE gear, $100 gift card for Save On Foods, $100 worth of Skip the Dishes gift certificates, plus four times 40 skip the dishes, $40, I should say, skip the dishes gift cards that can be shared with four of your friends. So Richard Chance, congratulations. You win the ultimate virtual Grey Cup house party. That is awesome. And hopefully in a year from now, we are talking about a 2021 season that's wrapping up in Hamilton because that is where the uh, Grey Cup will be, the festival, and the uh, game will be in Hamilton in 2021. Randy Ambrosi saying earlier today, there are plenty of reasons to be optimistic for a 2021 season. It's hard to ignore that there is some good news uh, happening. You know, first, uh, Uh, You know, we had Pfizer come out with its vaccine this morning. We woke up to the wonderful news that Moderna 
has uh, as as uh, they look like they've got a virus or a vaccine, I should say. And so there's lots of reasons to feel optimistic about uh, 2021. And yes, we've got to look after ourselves. We got to look after each other. We've got to get through this, um, you know, through this pandemic. There's lots of reasons to feel good about 21, and our teams want to play. And let's bring in the uh, head coach of the uh, double E football team, Scott Milanovic, uh, back from his hunting trip. Uh, supposed to be Morley Scott, but you got Dave Campbell. You got the backup quarterback. You understand what it's like to be a starter and a backup. Got to be ready at any point. But it's nice to have you back on the show, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to hear your voice as well. How was the hunting trip uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks? Really good. It was um you know, I got to spend some time with my with my uh, my parents and and my brother, and um, we have a farm up in Western Pennsylvania, and it was uh, it was a little warm. We did see a lot of deer, but um, it was uh, it was nice little getaway. You know, being stuck in the house for so long, it was uh, it was good for me and my youngest daughter to get away for a little while. Now to get out in the great outdoors, it's uh, it's fantastic. Now, did was it was it a successful trip as far as uh, you know what what you were uh, going after? Well, yeah, kind of. I, we're doing some uh, management this year. We have a lot of uh, we have way too many does, and we only had a couple of bucks that were that we were considering shooting. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of small ones. So um, I did get a doe. There was a couple other doe that were taken. So we're just trying to kind of thin the herd out a little bit and expecting to have some some bigger deer next year. Yeah, right on. Uh, this is a strange week because it's been a strange season, but, you know, it, it just feels like every week has kind of brought in a bit more of, uh, I don't know, pain or just, you know, like, oh, man, I wish there was a season. This was supposed to be Grey Cup week. Uh, I love what the league is doing with Grey Cup Unite is bringing fans together, even in a virtual way. And, hey, I mean, that's been the theme of 2020 since the middle of March is we have to do mostly everything virtually. But, you know, uh, from a coach's perspective, Randy Ambrosi today, commissioner of the CFL, very optimistic about uh, a 2021 season, talked about the possibility for vaccines. There's even talk about that a schedule will be really uh, released in short order here. Uh, so from your perspective as a head coach, and I know you've been planning, you've been having meetings with your coaches, you've been watching a ton of film. Um, have the yard sticks, as far as you're concerned, maybe moved a bit today? Well, honestly, Dave, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I, I I always considered that we would. Um, honestly, I don't think there's another option. Um, but and I didn't hear Randy's comments. But um, you know, all the things that they're going on with the vaccines that can only be that can only be great news for us. But uh, I honestly felt like, regardless of of what was going on, we're going to have to find a way to play next year. So. Um, yeah, I'm optimistic. I still am, and uh, and I think the news that's that's come out here in the last week and a half has has only been, you know, bolstered that. No question about it, and we're going to get a schedule hopefully in in short order here. That's what another uh, thing that Randy Ambrosi talked about is there could be a well, there will be a schedule here in short order. So that that'll be nice, uh, be a little bit different for you to look at. I know you've been planning on uh, kind of doing your own little mock schedule here, but. Uh, what would that be like to actually physically see a schedule in front of you that you could, you know, prepare for? Well, I think it helps you get ready for a training camp. You know, we obviously still have tons of time and, you know, the staff and I, it, to some degree, the delay has been, 
been a little bit beneficial to us because of my um, being out of the league for a couple of years. It's given me a lot more time to prepare and and watch and see what everybody else is doing. Um, I think we've kind of crossed that bridge and and uh, you know we're ready to get get back to it. So. Um, the biggest thing about this, because you know you're going to play every team, the biggest thing about the schedule is planning your, is uh, getting the opportunity to plan your training camp based on who you're going to see in the first couple weeks and uh, trying to get off to a hot start. So, um, always good. To, it's always good to get that. It's always good to to have something to to work towards and and uh, you know kind of narrow your focus in. Great Cup week. Uh, you have a lot of experience with it as a, as a head coach, especially as a, an assistant coach and an offensive coordinator with the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, what what really comes to mind when you talk about Great Cup week? Because I know the line I hear a lot is you have to treat it like it's the same preparation, and it is. But there's so much around Great Cup week that is so different. I mean, you're you're usually right in the heart of the of the festival, so. How can you not hear what's going on outside your hotel window and around, you know, around Thursday, Thursday to Saturday? But uh, about just what the nuances of Grey Cup Week is like from a head coach, uh, from a coaching perspective. Yeah, I, you'd like the players to keep it the same, but it's it's impossible. It's the scheduling is all different. The the timings, like for instance, the first one that I coached in was in Montreal. We played. I was coaching for Montreal, and we had a home game, and we lost to Calgary. And the very next year, we played in Calgary against Saskatchewan in the thirteenth man game that we won at the very end. But we were not as prepared for that game as we were for the the one prior, and the reason being is because of the travel. And back then we were leaving on a Tuesday and, and, you know, you learn things every year. I've been in four of them now and I've learned that if you are not playing at home after the game on Sunday, you've got to get to work because you want mm-hmm. to have at least your, your base game plan in by the time you step on that plane. And it doesn't have to just be the plazer and they have to be drawn and the PowerPoints have to be ready. And, you know, you're, you're talking about losing depending on where you're traveling six to eight hours uh, of your of your Tuesday, which is a huge preparation day, so uh, it's almost impossible. We always try to do a great job. Mark Mark taught me this. Mark Tressman taught me. You know, when, as soon as we get into the playoffs, we talk about the Grey Cup. We talk about tickets. We talk about hotels, not just for for players, but for families. And we try to get that all out of the way before we play our first playoff game, so that once you get into you know you win the the West Final or the East Final, um, the, that I'd won a few times you don't have all that distraction going into, you know, a seven-day week. So there's a lot more to it. There's luncheons, there's, you know, there's uh, parties and there's award ceremonies. It's really honestly hard to treat it as a normal game. Yeah. What's the message to the players who, you know, you you want them to prepare, but you understand. Is there an understanding from your from your side of things that yes, it is it is a great cup week. It is a it is a festival atmosphere, and we know what the CFL is all about and the accessibility uh, players have with with fans. And uh, do do you what's the message there to try and you know instill to your players that we got to find the right balance here that this is fun, but this is you know Sunday at four thirty comes around uh, local time. You better be ready. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a couple of messages for our team when we won the the hundredth Grey Cup. 
Number one, it was uh, I was not, I was never concerned about the players being physically ready to play for a Grey Cup just because of the emotion, the intensity, the adrenaline, all that stuff was going to get you ready. The thing that my experience gets to guys is the mental side of it, the just fatigue of a long season. So, what I tried to talk to them about was don't don't worry about not being ready, your legs not being ready. Uh, on Sunday, they're going to be there, but make sure you're, you know, turning one more page of that playbook and and studying it for one more hour, and make sure mentally you're locked in so you can play fast. Um, you know, you want them to have fun. Uh, I did do a curfew later in the week, uh, which I think is the right thing, but um, mm-hmm. just try to explain to the guys that you know you just don't want to have any regrets. Like I said, I lost my first one, and it was at home, and. Um, you know, it's still it's still a tough pill to swallow because once you get a taste for winning it, there's there's nothing like it it's to be a, to be a champion, to be in that locker room, to be sharing that with your with your teammates, your colleagues, everybody in the organization. It's it's a pretty special moment. So um, you just have to be mature. You have to be smart about what's important to you at that time. You won in 09, you won in 10. Of course, who can forget 09 in the 13th man game against the Riders? You beat the Riders again. In fact, you're the last team that has won back-to-back Grey Cups uh, in CFL history. Before that, it, you, you got to go all the way back to the previous decade in the, with the Toronto Argos. Then you win the Grey Cup with the Argos in Toronto in your first year coaching. Um, it's hard to say which one stands out the most because I think each one was just so unique. I mean, 09 is just such an overshadowing kind of moment with the 13th man, but do you look back at all of them individually and say, uh, man, like it was, you know, like, like there was such a history making, uh, each one had a history making uh, kind of moment to it. Yeah, definitely. The, the first one, the 13th man one, was the most euphoric. Having lost the year before, um, you know, we, we didn't play well in the first half. We got behind, uh, significantly behind, and, um, you know, we just rallied in the second half. AC played great. We ran the ball. Our defense stood up when they needed to and, and uh, you know, really made some plays down the stretch to, to win that game and, you know, historic fashion, really. The the next year was in Edmonton <clears throat> against Saskatchewan. Again, we were we were playing really well. Um, I honestly didn't think that they would have a chance to beat us. It was a close game. But um, I really always felt like we had that game. And the interesting thing about that game is we had a bunch of guys that got sick. Scott Flory was sick. Marcus Brady, uh, receivers coach, got sick, started to get sick. And, um that was the biggest concern going into that game. Um, I remember after that game, I had water spilled on me, and, and my pants were froze by the time I got to the <laughs> stage to watch the to watch the Grey Cup handed out. So um, that one was interesting. And the, you know, the the hundredth Grey Cup to, to win one as a head coach, uh, you know, in your in your hometown at the time, that was um, that was a pretty special deal. Scott Milanovic joining us from the Double uh, E football team here on the Double E Coaches Show on 6:30. Chad, uh, we'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll kind of delve into some NFL quarterbacks in our final uh, few minutes with uh, with the coach. Uh, there's been some great performances by young quarterbacks in the NFL and some grizzled old veterans. Back in a moment. This is the Double E Coaches Show. Here's Morley Scott with Coach Scott Milanovic. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize at Jiffy Lube on the voice of Double E Football. 630 Chad. 
Camblin for Morley Scott tonight on the Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic here on 6:30. Chad, the coach uh, joins us now, and uh, I don't know where we start from a, a pretty entertaining NFL Sunday. Um, let's start with Arizona and uh, and the Buffalo Bills. When I mean, you, we have I don't know if the NFL has ever been positioned better with their young quarterbacks, and I know you know Justin Herbert's been struggling a bit, but he shows a ton of ability and a ton of skill and upside. So is Joe Burrow, but the the Josh Allen Kyler Murray battle was so entertaining, and the way that game finished with Murray hitting DeAndre Hopkins with two seconds left was was just stellar. Yeah, I didn't see much of that game. I happened to be I had just gotten back from a trip, and I was sitting in here, and I think the the Pittsburgh game might have been on. That was the only game we were getting at the time, and I was checking my phone full of NFL scores, and I saw that there was eleven seconds left, and. Uh, you know, Arizona looked like they were going to lose her at the 40-yard line or something like that. I kind of followed them because uh, I coached Cliff Kingsbury in NFL Europe years ago. So kind of followed mm-hmm. his career. And then uh, next thing I turned back, they had scored, and I said, they must have thrown a Hail Mary. And then it flashed across the TV. So that guy's a talented guy. And, and you said it. I really think the NFL is in good hands quarterback-wise uh, really across the board. There are a bunch of good young quarterbacks that uh, that the league should be excited about. I guess it's just it must just be cyclical, right? Because you try and evaluate or, or, or under, you know figure out why a crop of young quarterbacks might not be as good as another crop of quarterbacks. But here we are in the era where you know, you, and Trevor Lawrence is coming up too from from Clemson uh, in the in the in the next draft. But we just seem to be in an area where the cycle just turns, and we're in the era of great quarterbacks now. Or is there something that you're seeing that might be different with young quarterbacks now compared to? you know, even five, ten years ago? Well, I think there's some of that, Dave, but I also think that the NFL has gotten less um, stringent or less conventional with the offenses they're wanting to use. When I say that, I mean, it used to have to be your under center, your drop back, play action, you know, old school Dallas Cowboys, Troy Aikman football. And, um, a lot of the high school offenses now, a lot of the college offenses now are shotgun zone read, much like the CFL game is. And you're seeing more of that in the NFL now. Andy Reid does a lot of that stuff, even though they don't really run much zone read with, with Mahomes. But that's what Cliff's doing with Kyler. Um, you know, they're using the quarterback's legs more. It's a different breed of quarterback now a little bit. So I think that the coaches and the organizations are doing a better job really at catering their systems. To doing what these kids are good at doing too is that the same thing you could say for an older quarterback like tom brady have another great season drew Brees, unfortunately he's gone for a number of weeks uh, with some with some cracked ribs uh you got aaron Rodgers, who's an older quarterback ben roethlisberger's 38 and playing very well um it, tell me when you look at those quarterbacks i mean is it kind of the same thing where you got a certain skill set, but you have an aging quarterback and you have to do things differently to make them successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I've spent basically 30-some years studying that position and trying to become an expert on it. And, and the one thing that I'll tell you I believe in strongly is that it's the coach's job to put the quarterback in position to be successful. And it's not the quarterback's job, per se, to fit his skill set around a particular offense. It's just It just doesn't make sense. So um, I've had some experience having to play backup quarterbacks with different skill sets. You know, we did different things with Zach Kolaris when Ricky got hurt than we did with Trevor when Ricky got hurt because of their skill sets. So um, mm-hmm. 
I, I just think the NFL used to be so um, we're going to do it this way. This is how it's always been done, and that's just that's really changing, and uh, it's changing for the better. And you're seeing you're seeing the fruits of that labor with uh, with all these young quarterbacks that are having success at an early age. Right on, Scott. Nice to have you back on uh, on the show here. Uh, Morley should be back next week. Uh, technical issues, uh, barring any technical issues, but it was fun to spend this uh, half hour with you, Scott. So uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll hear from you next week. Thanks a lot, Dave. Take care. Scott Milanovic, head coach of the Double E football team. Uh, Randy Ambrosi, CFL commissioner. Just a quick recap. Very optimistic about the 2021 season, and there should be a schedule release in short order. My name's Dave Campbell, and for Morley Scott, tonight on the Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic. 6:30, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad.